Hello, this is Diksha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Sunday, the 25th of April. India recorded close to 3.5 lakh COVID-19 cases in the last 24 hours and the total COVID tally crossed 1 crore 69 lakh. This is the highest ever single-day rise in COVID infections reported by any country so far. More than 2,700 deaths linked to the virus were reported in the country in a day for the first time, while the death toll stood at 1,92,000. The country has now recorded more than 2 lakh cases a day for more than 10 days. More than 3 lakh cases were recorded for the first time on Thursday. Pharma company Bharat Biotech yesterday became the second vaccine maker in India after Serum Institute to announce the price of its vaccine. The company said its vaccine Covaxin will cost Rs 600 per dose for the state governments and Rs 1,200 for private companies. The vaccine will be priced between $15 to $20 for export. The price of Bharat Biotech's vaccine is higher than Serum Institute's Covishield. Serum had announced that its vaccine will be sold at Rs 400 per shot to state governments and Rs 600 to private hospitals starting May 1. Now for COVID updates from different states. Uttar Pradesh recorded its highest single-day surge in infections as well as COVID-19 deaths in the last 24 hours with more than 38,000 fresh cases and 223 fatalities. Karnataka and Kerala yesterday reported their highest daily rise in COVID cases since the pandemic began, recording more than 29 and 26,000 cases respectively. Delhi, meanwhile, recorded its highest COVID-related deaths in a day with more than 350 fatalities. Staggering as these numbers are, reports in recent days have shown that they are likely gross undercounts. Several states are indeed accused of fudging COVID data. In Uttarakhand, 93 students of a government nursing college at Sursingdhar have tested positive for COVID-19. Following this, the hostel of the college was declared a containment zone. The Jammu and Kashmir administration has announced free vaccination against coronavirus for all aged 18 and above. A complete weekend lockdown is underway in the valley and will be in place till 6am on Monday. Tamil Nadu yesterday announced a new set of COVID-19 restrictions which will come into effect from 4am on April 26th. As per the new curbs, people entering the states from other states except the Union Territory of Puducherry will need to register online on the state's official website. The maximum number of people allowed at weddings and funerals has also been capped. Meanwhile, Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal today extended the lockdown in the capital by a week till 5am on the 3rd of May. As COVID cases surge in the country, essential drugs are becoming harder and harder to procure. In Delhi, relatives of COVID-19 patients are forced to run around for Fabiflu because hospitals and pharmacies have run out of the drug which is used to treat some COVID patients. Meanwhile, East Delhi MP Gautam Gambhir of the BJP is sitting on a stock of the drug and handing it out at his discretion. Why isn't he giving it to hospitals instead, saving patients critical time and their relatives the agony of having to wait outside his door for hours? News Laundry's Akansha Kumar went to the MP's office to find out. You can watch her latest video report on newslaundry.com titled Why is Gautam Gambhir stalking Fabi Flu? Our story of the week this time is the shortage of medical oxygen being faced by multiple states and why is there an oxygen crisis. We shall come back to this later in the episode. Based on the directions of the central government, Twitter has taken down 52 tweets, a majority of which were critical of India's handling of the COVID-19 spike, digital portal Media Nama reported yesterday. 
A Twitter spokesperson confirmed the deletion of the tweets to NDTV and said that the action was taken in response to a legal request from the government of India. The tweets, which can no longer be accessed in the country, include those posted by Congress MP Revan Threddy, West Bengal Minister Moloy Ghatak, actor Vineet Kumar Singh, and filmmakers Vinod Kapri and Avinash Das. Kapri confirmed to Media Nama that the action was taken by Twitter. Another user, Peter Frederick, posted in a tweet an image of the mail sent to him about the censorship. Among the tweets removed were Telangana Congress MP Revant Reddy's tweet, where he had posted a picture of a mass cremation, noting that India was recording more than 2 lakh cases each day and the country's healthcare system had collapsed. Actor Vineet Kumar Singh's tweet criticising political rallies amid the pandemic and the shortage of medicines was also taken down. Filmmaker Vinod Kapri, whose tweet was also taken down, wrote to Twitter, objecting to the censorship. According to Media Nama, he reportedly wrote, and I quote, India is facing the biggest crisis of all time. Thousands are dying every day just because of lack of oxygen and medicines, and it is my moral duty as a filmmaker and journalist to tell the truth to expose this inhuman and immoral government who, instead of supplying oxygen to dying patients, is writing to Twitter to take action against free and independent voices, unquote. Government sources told NDTV, however, that the accounts were not restricted due to criticism of the government's handling of COVID, but for quote-unquote spreading fake news by posting old pictures to misinform and create panic among the public. Notably, in February, at the peak of the farmer protest in Delhi, Twitter had withheld several accounts, including those of Caravan Magazine and a farmer's body, based on the government's legal demand. The glacier burst near Niti Valley in Uttarakhand's Chamoli district on Friday is confirmed to have killed 10 people, while 400 people were rescued by the army. The Uttarakhand police said that eight people were still unaccounted for, with bad weather conditions affecting rescue operations. An avalanche hit the area along the India-China border on Friday afternoon, following which rescue operations remained affected due to blizzard conditions till late evening. The army said that the avalanche hit four kilometres ahead of the Sukma area, which is sparsely inhabited and has little communication facilities. The newspaper New Indian Express has decided to stop its coverage of the ongoing T20 Cricket League IPL in view of India's COVID-19 situation, the News Minute reported. A letter from the editor published on the Daily's front page today said that the decision was a quote-unquote small gesture towards keeping the nation's attention focused on life and death issues. The letter read, and I quote, India is going through its worst phase of the COVID pandemic. Hundreds of thousands of people are struggling, many in vain, to exercise their right to live as a ramshackle universal healthcare system proves that it has no answers to the challenges posed by a creepy bug, unquote. The letter said, at a tragic time like this, the newspaper found it quote-unquote incongruous that the festival of cricket was on in India with layers of bio-bubbles creating protection. It further said, and I quote, This is commercialism gone crass. The problem is not with the game, but its timing, unquote. Coming back to our story of the week. As hospitals in Delhi battled oxygen shortages for the sixth day in a row today, the city's largest COVID-19 facility, Lok Nayak Hospital, started to run out of oxygen this morning. The hospital's director, Suresh Kumar, said that oxygen would only last for two hours. It received oxygen around 10am this morning, by when it had resorted to using its backup supplies. 
This is the case with several hospitals as oxygen supplies are arriving just as they are about to run out, but only enough to last for the next few hours. Batra Hospital, with more than 300 COVID patients on life support, received a fresh shipment of 1,500 litres of oxygen at 5pm yesterday, which was enough to last about six hours, NDTV reported. In this second wave of the pandemic, multiple states in the country are grappling with acute shortages of medical oxygen, risking the lives of several critically ill COVID patients. State governments have approached the centre, pleas have been filed in high courts, and hospitals in the capital have been sending out SOS alerts citing dangerously low levels of oxygen supplies remaining. Oxygen cylinders were looted in a Madhya Pradesh town on Wednesday, while Haryana and Delhi governments have been trading charges over oxygen blockades. Oxygen shortages and associated issues have led to people losing their lives in two hospitals in Delhi. Several hospitals even announced that they would temporarily stop admitting patients due to the shortage. 25 people died in Sir Gangaram Hospital in one day this week, followed by deaths of 20 people due to low oxygen pressure in Delhi's Jaipur Golden Hospital. The Delhi government, led by Arvind Kejriwal, has said that oxygen tankers are being stopped in other states on their way to Delhi. Kejriwal also raised similar concerns in a virtual meeting with the Prime Minister on Friday. Yesterday, the Chief Minister wrote to his counterparts in other states asking for spare oxygen and told them to treat this as an SOS request. In its order yesterday, the Delhi High Court said that it would not spare anyone who was found obstructing the supply of oxygen to the capital. The Delhi government has stated that its medical system will collapse if a daily requirement of 480 metric tons of oxygen is not met. In Punjab yesterday, six patients died at a private hospital in Amritsar allegedly due to oxygen shortage. The Indian Express reported that apart from this hospital, one government and some other private hospitals had also raised shortage issues with the state administration on April 23rd. The Hindu reported that two hospitals in Uttar Pradesh's Gorakhpur struggled to maintain uninterrupted supply of oxygen. In the Durgavati hospital, where five patients died in two days, the management said it had to slow down the flow of oxygen for some patients as there was a delay in replenishing oxygen supply. Even as reports point otherwise, UP Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath said yesterday that there is no shortage of oxygen in any private or public COVID-19 hospital in Uttar Pradesh. The central government has started trains to transport oxygen to states. These trains have so far delivered some tankers of oxygen to Andhra Pradesh, Maharashtra and UP. Airlifting of oxygen to states has also been started with the help of the Indian Air Force and the centre has ordered diverting oxygen for industrial use to medical use. Countries including Germany and Singapore are sending oxygen storage and manufacturing equipment to India. Why then are these states, hospitals and COVID patients facing such shortages in procuring the life-saving gas? Reports by Scroll and Indian Express have pointed out logistical, geographical and storage issues. According to an analysis by Scroll, India's demand for liquid medical oxygen outstrips its supply even if industrial use oxygen is diverted for medical purposes. Besides, oxygen production is unevenly distributed across the country, and the transport of oxygen from the states producing oxygen to those in need of oxygen entails several logistical challenges. A report by Scroll also identified gaps in the government's effort to ramp up local oxygen production in states despite facing an alarming first wave of the pandemic last year. St. Stephen's Hospital in Delhi was one of the hospitals facing an oxygen shortage crisis. At around 3.30pm on 21st April, 
the associate medical director of the hospital, told News Laundry's Supriti David that they only had enough oxygen to last until 8 in the evening. He added that their oxygen supplier's plant had been sealed by the Haryana government. Soon after, NDTV quoted two other hospitals claiming that the Haryana government had also blocked tankers bringing oxygen to them. While the supply was later restored, Supriti spoke to authorities in the Haryana administration and the oxygen supplier to connect the dots. To know what happened, go to newslaundry.com and read Supriti's report titled Did Haryana Block Oxygen Supply to Delhi's Hospitals? While you're there, I also urge you to read another story. In Uttar Pradesh, which according to reports is undercounting its COVID deaths, the chief minister has denied any shortage of oxygen in the state. The state has also put restrictions on individual purchase of oxygen cylinders at a time when breathless COVID patients struggle to find hospital beds. Akanksha Kumar and Martan Singh's report on newslaundry.com showed how the state's healthcare system is collapsing through the story of a 65-year-old journalist, Vinesh Srivastava. He spent his last moments tweeting for help as his oxygen levels kept dropping. Their detailed report is titled, Vinesh Srivastava's death shows UP's healthcare system has collapsed. As the country faces a raging second wave of the pandemic, exposing a collapsing healthcare system while mass political and religious events continue, we at News Laundry are doing our best to hold power to account and bring out stories that matter. While this may not always be possible for government and private-funded media houses, it is possible for us because of our subscribers who pay to power our coverage. So if you like our work, now is the time to join the movement to keep news free and independent. Go to newslaundry.com and hit that subscribe button on the top right corner today. Subscriptions start as low as 300 rupees a month. And now for an international COVID update. Globally, COVID-19 has infected more than 146 million people so far, while claiming the lives of more than 3 million. The US, India and Brazil continue to have the highest caseloads in the world. In Iraq, at least 23 people died today after a fire broke out at a hospital in Baghdad. The explosion was caused by a fault in the storage of oxygen cylinders, according to news agency AFP. The fire broke out inside a COVID ICU at the Ibn al-Khatib hospital. The flames reportedly spread out over many floors. In the United States, several states yesterday resumed the use of Johnson & Johnson's one-shot COVID vaccine after a pause of 11 days. Earlier this month, the country's Centers for Disease Control and Prevention had recommended a pause in the use of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. This came after reports of 15 cases of a highly unusual blood clot reported in those who were given the vaccine. These 15 were out of nearly 8 million people who were given the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. All of the persons found with the clots were women, most under 50. Three of them had died and seven remained hospitalized. Resuming the use of the vaccine, however, US health officials said that they had decided that the shot's benefits outweighed a rare risk of a blood clot. In Spain, a man has been arrested on suspicion of assault after he allegedly infected 22 people with COVID-19, BBC reported. The man is said to have walked around in the Majorca area with his mask down, coughing and telling his colleagues that he was going to infect them. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. 
catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.